from a conceptual standpoint. Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Uh, hope everybody's getting their week off to a good start. Uh, look, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, if you're still breathing, you're still in the fight. Stand up, refocus, recenter, and aim yourself at your destiny, at your goal, at the things that are important to you. Uh, and make up in your mind to push through no matter what. Uh, this is a little different than what I would normally do in the morning. I normally would be starting my morning off with the first video being about the inspirational things, the things I do at the Visionetics Institute and things of that nature. But we're starting out here on the Black Voice channel now. There are a couple of other platforms that I'm streaming this to outside the Black Voice channel because I think that people really need to hear, hear what I'm about to say here. Um, and it's just uh, an impromptu request uh, for me to elaborate on a video that has been floating, floating around. And I think it needs more uh, framing and more context added to it. And so that's simply what I'm doing here. Uh, in, and so before I do that, uh, look inside your post box, look inside your description box on YouTube, your post box on Facebook and uh, your post box on LinkedIn and everything. And look in there, and if you believe in the work that we have been doing for years, uh, support the work we're doing. The link is in the description box. Uh, the organizations uh, for the Odyssey Project, the organization's uh, cash app uh, account handle is in the description box. Show some love because we're continuing work. And after I finish this, you may see why there's definitely more work to be done. Uh, there's a video floating around of a young brother talking about emotionally detached men and about how a large population of black men don't really have an emotional attraction to women, uh, that they are more in tuned and, and like to be around other men. They're heterosexual, so they're not gay, but they want to be around other men. They relate to other men. They hang around other men. Um, they have fun around other men. Uh, the thing is, they're not sexually attracted to those men. So they move over into the arena of the black woman to fulfill their sexual needs. Now, this emotional detachment is important when discussing it. Now, when this was presented to me, it was presented to me by a female. And obviously, it was presented from the view and the lens of a female. And while I'm a male, I have done everything in my power over the years to be as non-biased in addressing the issues between black men and black women as possible. I have been one of the most staunchest advocates of black women in many different areas. And so I think it allows me some latitude in to speak on this. This isn't simply an issue with um, emotionally detached black men, which it is. And it's a problem. And ladies, you need to be aware of a man who isn't emotionally attracted to you but physically attracted to you. Now, there was a time that this wasn't as much of an issue, but now it's almost a badge of honor and it's extremely dangerous. But we also must be aware of the emotionally isolated woman because there's also in this gender war that's happening now, the creation of an idea that self-love means self-isolation and an elevation above all others and an ignorance of purpose, will, and role 
and so many other things. And so a lot of women in the in the need of re- self uh, self rediscovery or self discovery and a need of growth are emotionally isolate isolating themselves. And again, taking pride in the fact that, hey, I'm up here. I don't need this. I don't need I'm and. Both of these things are dangerous. Let me tell you, first and foremost, let's go back to the emotionally detached man. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be all kind of simps and everything else. And I, I absolutely love it because to be called a simp in, in, in today's culture means that I'm actually standing up and being a man and having a balanced approach and looking at life and being willing to be accountable for the things that are happening under my watch because I do see myself as a leader. I do see myself as a head. So in that instance, let let it rip. But what I'm saying is I'm going to stand up and tell the truth on both ends. So I'm probably not going to be very popular, which, again, is why I only have so many subscribers. And I'm good with that because I'm about truth. I'm about power. I'm about elevation. I'm not about being like like I'm not about popularity. I'm not about sensationalism. So let's talk about it. When you have a man who has been conditioned to be emotionally detached, who has found solace and sanctity in his brotherhood. Now, don't get me wrong. We men, we need a brotherhood. We need a brotherhood for strength. We need a brotherhood because there are things we go through as men that we don't even want to hit our women. We need a place that we can come to. We can talk. We can share. We can admit our weaknesses. We can talk and encourage one another. And we don't want things. We don't want certain things to hit our women. If we're really truly men, there are certain things that our women don't even know exist. Why? Because we're embodying them. We're standing guard at the gate. We're standing guard at the door. It doesn't even get to them. Why? Because that's our duty and our job. But that comes as a price. That comes at a, at a price that comes with a great weight. You have to have a brotherhood that you can sink into. You got to have some men who are in the same value system and value setting. So the brotherhood isn't the problem. It is the fact that we are more emotionally attracted to the brotherhood than we are to the woman. The woman has only, the woman has been reduced. And I'm not saying this is all brothers. I'm not saying this is all black men. I'm saying that the the population is growing and it's a problem because it's having an impact. It's showing up in a lot of different places and ways that we influence one another. So in that, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because here's what happened. Without emotional bonding, there's nothing anchoring a man to a relationship. The physical attraction is a is an ever-evolving, moving thing. Uh, no one stays the same. I don't care how beautiful and how much black don't crack. You're not the same at 55 as you were at 20. And, 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 and things change, things evolve, and there's always going to be somebody that looked like you looked when you were 20. And if he's only looking at the physical, that's going to be a problem. There's so many things that we look at that create the problems that we complain about. We don't understand them. This emotional detachment is huge because what it is, is if he could... All his time will be spent with his bars. The thing is, he's heterosexual, so he's not sexually attracted to him. He's got to settle that. So he comes over here and he does this in the process, not really thinking, not really moving, doing a bunch of other things, fool around, create offspring and progeny. And now there are these children brought into this idea and they're in an environment where if he's not doing very well at emotionally bonding with you, the chances are he's not going to properly emotionally bond with the children, which is, again, an anchor that uh, solidifies his relationship in this bonding thing. And also, we must also look at it from the perspective of the grand design is family. Outside of religion and everything else, whatever's governing your value system, the natural order of things is family. And at the core of family is marriage. 
this love bond, however you see it, whatever you call it. I'm not talking about the legalized license and all that stuff. That's state ordered and sanctioned for different reasons. I'm talking about spiritual bonding, spiritual covenant, spiritual connectivity and bonding. That is a part of it. You don't have the institution of family without the institution of marriage. And so when you sit up and you create that and you create it outside the confines and constructs of what was natural, you have problems because there is a natural unified spiritual reality. There is a masculine energy more prevalent in men. There is a feminine energy more prevalent in women. When this energy come together, they sink. They create what we call synergy, the sinking of energy. And they allow us to do things exceptional and extraordinary, higher and above what we can do as individuals. But we have lost a lot of that because we have been trained to look within ourselves and to see only ourselves. And now we're being driven by ego, male and female. The ego is about our experience, about our past, about what we believe, how we see ourselves and what we're driving ourselves in need in. We are losing a sense of ourselves, our role, our responsibility, our obligations, the things that make us us. And we're it's showing up in every area of our being and, and, and our existence. And, 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 and it's a problem in ways you can't imagine. So, again, looking at this uh, emotionally detached man who is more emotionally driven towards being with his brotherhood than he is with his woman. That's a problem with that. Sisters, you got to be aware of a man who cannot emotionally anchor himself with you. Now, there's a problem in that most men can't distinguish between being overly emotional, overly emotional and emotionally attached. Emotionally, emotional attachment is uh, it's in, in uh, inevitable. You're attaching yourself to something emotionally. Some men are emotionally attached to their cars. Others are emotionally attached to their bank account. A bunch of others are emotionally attached to their frats, emotionally attached to their brothers. And what we're finding is a diminishing number of men who can be emotionally attached to the woman that they have committed to. And the problem is without that emotional attachment, there's no anchor. Find a man that's emotionally attached to something. And I'm not talking about a man who, be, see, when we talk talking about men and emotion, we start seeing the extreme opposite end of what I'm actually discussing. That's a man that's crying all the time. That's a man that gets overwhelmed by everything and, and, and falls back and needs somebody to fit. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the deep emotional attachment that make a man die for something. See, every man has it, but he doesn't, most men aren't being guided correctly in what they are emotionally attaching to. They are attaching to what society says brings them the most value. Right now, the bag is everything. So most men are attached to how they're going to get their bread, how they're going to how they're going to take care of themselves. How much can they throw at a woman to get a woman in line to do what they want them to do? This is an emotional attachment to the woman. This is a form of manipulation and control because that's what's being preached. The game is being preached that way. That's where the actual term simp comes from. The term simp comes in as an alternative, alternative and diametric expression to the word pimp. See, your brothers, you either pimp or a simp. If you're not out there pimping, what is pimp? Pimping is manipulation. It's not love. But see, if you're not pimping, you're a simp. It's no in between. It's no brother who's doing what he should be doing. It's either you're handling it or you're getting handled. And that's the problem that creates the situation. Now, I'm going to jump over what I haven't completed that idea, but giving you a foundation. And I'm going to talk about the emotionally isolated black woman. Let's be honest, if we can. The black woman has been through a great deal. Many of them have started their lives in turmoil, in detriment, in confusion, in abandonment, in forsaken, being forsaken and betrayed by 
many of the people who should have been their protectors, their teachers, their governors, and that's a problem, right? Okay, and then you got others who have found themselves in situations out the way. And it, 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 Brother Malcolm said it over 50 years ago, uh, shoot, almost 60 years ago, that the black woman is the most unprotected, uncovered, unprotected un, 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 uh, uh, person on the planet. And we find it hard to see now because we've been told that we're each other's enemies. And so we only see the bad. We only see the problems. We don't see what caused the problem. We don't see why she's behaving the way she's behaving. We don't care. We're just looking at it and saying that's unacceptable behavior, but we don't understand why. And we look at the black man too, and we sit up and go, what's going on with him? He wasn't born that way. People, unless you are one of the 1% of the population that's born as a psychopath, everything that you are becoming or have become is a part of your experience, a part of how, how life has moved in your life and what you've done with it. And so everybody is being created through their experiences, starting at, at starting at consciousness in life. So very early in life, these 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 uh, people are becoming what we are seeing now. And nobody's looking at it and nobody's doing anything because everybody is being funneled into these channels of individualism and self. It's all about me. It's all about what's going on. And don't get me wrong. You should prioritize yourself in a way that protects you. You should have boundaries. You should have things that say, look, nobody is allowed to do this to me. Nobody's allowed to say this or talk to me this way. Nobody's allowed to treat me this way. And this is what I'm going to demand from anybody that's going to be in my periphery. But I also must understand that in order for me to be the fullness and the full nature of who I'm supposed to be, I have to be willing to get out and serve and touch and love and heal because that's how I'm built. That's what I'm made of. That's what the world needs from me. That's how I'm going to fulfill my purpose. That's how I'm going to get the greatest level of fulfillment out of my life is by being out there. And there's a risk that comes with that. That's why I have the boundaries. That's why I have the standards so that I can immediately recognize when someone is crossing the boundaries, when someone isn't living within the standards that I have set for the people who have to, who uh, that people have to adhere, who do, adhere to, who are going to be around me. So, What's happened is this whole self-love movement has taught a lot of women to isolate themselves, that they believe that self-love is putting themselves in a place where they're by themselves and nobody can get to them. And I'm seeing it more and more. I've seen it in clients that are coming into me. I'm seeing it in people who are requesting um, assessments. And the problem is that there's a misunderstanding in self. Self-love is about prioritization. Self-care is about prioritization. It's about not letting anything getting to a point in your life where it starts to diminish you. That should never be the case. That should never be something that's consistently diminishing you that you are accepting of. So yes, in that sense, you have to guard yourself. But in the sense of self-love, it's like, in order for me to love myself, I can't give to anybody else. I can't, you know, I'm just going to ration it out. I'm going to sit back in. The thing is, it's creating uh, emotional isolation. And that's a lack of emotional connectivity. That's a lack of seeing a need because the more I do that, the more I tell myself, I don't need the very things that I was designed to need. This whole idea about not needing anything is a problem on both sides. Men are told, you know, real men don't need anything. 
real men don't need this. Real men don't do this. And I'm like, that's not how it was designed. Real men need people to help them just like anybody else. The idea that somebody self-made is bull crap and it's destroying the concept minds, uh, the mind concepts of so many different people because they are buying into this. In order to be a man, I can't tell somebody I have weaknesses. In order to be a man, I can't be vulnerable. In order to be a man, I can't have a time where I need to lean into somebody because men don't do that. And then what we're doing is send a bunch of men break and then what they do when they break, we don't like. Well, we need to start being real about what manhood is. Manhood isn't about being hard. It's about knowing when to be hard but allowing the softness to be the basis of how you deal with the ones you love. Your foundation should be soft. Your kids shouldn't have to bump into your abrasiveness and, and your gangster every time they come across you. Your gangster is for the war you're fighting outside of your home. Now, women, in order for that to happen, they can't have a war happening on the inside of their home. And men, if you want her to create that peace, you've got to give her the security to do so. And let me tell everybody something that's not going to go well with nobody. None of us are doing it perfectly. None of us have all the answers. There's always something that you can do better to, 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 to stabilize your relationship. That's always something you can do. That's a sacrifice you can make. That's something you can do to be better. That's something you can do to be stronger. Uh, and here's the thing. While we are subscribing to this social construct of individuality by way of men being more emotionally connected and mostly more emotionally attracted to their male enclaves, whatever that is, your frats, your homeboys, your school classmates, whatever. Everybody's got these things that click. You're hanging out more with your boys than you are with your woman because that's what's going on. Right. And then women who are isolating themselves emotionally and all these things. Here's the problem. It sounds good. It's got you going, but it's taking you further and further away from what you're naturally supposed to be drawn to. And then you're getting frustrated. And then you're, you, you know, you're doing all the things that society says you're doing. I'm loving on myself. I'm making myself happy. I'm doing all these things, but you've lost your purpose. And there is no fulfillment outside of purpose. And especially men, listen to me. There's a reason why there are certain things, uh, uh, that 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 you can't get in alignment with with your woman. You're not supposed to be. You're not built the same. You don't think the same. Your brains don't operate the same. One of the most difficult things and one of the most challenging things is going to happen inside of a relationship is trying to get on the same page on places where we naturally are not the same. And 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 it's it's a lot of ways. Number one is the brain of the of the woman moves from left to right. She is intuitive. She's more intuitive and spiritual and emotional. She senses things. She operates. She's very good for initial engagement and, and, and consulting on, hey, what do you think of this person? She's going to be able to tell you better than you can tell yourself because that's what she does if she's healthy. Now, men, our brains move from front to back. That means that we literally operate differently. We give value to the things we're able to create and sustain. That's why you have people going around, sitting up, making all these babies. There's something about just creating them, even if you but see the part that they miss is the very nature of the ancient word he, uh, father, which whether it's Abba in Hebrew or whatever, it's still it's a sustainer. So it's the resource that creates, but it's also the resource that sustains. It's a part we're missing and we don't understand it. But here's the thing that there is a natural uh in, in inclination in men because our brains move from front to back to find our value in what we do. 
And so we see our value in what we do. We also think in a very direct manner. That's why we have problem with communication because our direct thing is here. And if we think that what we're going to say is going to be taken the wrong way because her mind works differently, her mind is analyzing every freaking thing and it's giving it a meaning. Everything to us, it's just, it's, it's face value, not to her. It's not face value. What did he mean by that? Why did he do that? Why was he late? Why was this here? Why did I have to ask him to call me? All these things have meaning to her. She's processing it and she's determining one thing. Does he love me? Flip side, ladies, he's observing how you treat him. He's observing how you talk to him. He's observing how you move with him. And, and, and he, he's processing it at face value. He's not giving it a whole lot of analytic look. He's looking at what did you just say? And he's looking at it. And here's, the, here's, here's what he's looking for. Does she respect me? Now, the respect he's talking about isn't this thing. See, we've been told that respect is earned. No, respect should be given and then held and kept. The fact that, you know, you want me to do X, Y, Z for you, and you can sit up and say, I don't respect you. What you're doing is eroding the desire to do it. Because what's driving it is two primary elements before we even get to love from men. And that is respect and the, and the feeling of being needed. And the more that you disrespect him, the less he feels needed, the less he feels respected. And then you've got this, this problem. Love and respect are all in this. You can't really truly uh, love a person without respecting them. And respect will cause love. But at the same time, a man, when he respects, when a man is loving a woman, he will automatically have respect or respect is in his nature. He, he's driven by it. So if you're not being respected on either side, that's a problem. And so you need to be aware of these things. These are problems that probably need to be worked out within the person before the relationship starts, because it's not something that you can do for them. It's something that they need to do for themselves. And again, here's where I want to hit home. And then I'm going to be done uh, with this because there's so many different ways to go and it's so much going to happen. And there's so many different ways people are going to feel about it. But here's the thing. When you observe yourself, and if you're going to be honest with yourself, you've got to be honest and say, I'm not perfect. Okay, in the admission of imperfection, then you got to say, that's probably some things that I shouldn't have done. There's probably some things I should have done better there. There's this, there's that. And so in that, you have to be honest with yourself enough in that and fair enough in your dealings that you're not demanding perfection from the other person. And often that's what we're looking for. We don't want to see the humanity in a person. You need to deliver every time, every time you need to step up on the plate and knock it out the park. And that's not life. I don't care. In the areas that I excel in, I don't knock it out of the park every time. Sometimes I strike out. Doesn't mean that I'm not exceptional at what I do. It means I'm human. It means that I can error in thought. I can error in projection. I can miscalculate. It's it's and, and I have to be OK with that or I will spend my life in trepidation in a place where I'm afraid to make a move because I make a mistake. And if I make a mistake. I'm going to be judged at a level that literally detracts from me. So I stop making moves. I become paralyzed. I can't operate and function. 
And so what do I do? I, did, I emotionally detach. I go hang out with people who accept me for who I am and don't. And, and they may even challenge me, but they know who I am. They expect me. And then there's this place. The problem is that place isn't where the growth of our communities are coming from. That's not where the healing of our, our, our soul is coming from. That's not where the preparation of our children, our progeny, our offspring and our generations are coming from. That's going to happen in the home. The problem is the home is in turmoil. We're going to have to find a way back to the natural order of things, the divine order of things. We're going to have to search the God in us for the answers because society is misrepresenting to us. Society is misinforming us. Society is sending on us, sending us on us on a path of antinomianism and social destruction. And we are headed for it all guns blazing because we have bought into this individualized mindset that it's about me and we're missing the point that we have a bigger purpose in this world it's good to have things go your way it's good to live a good life i'm not telling you you're not supposed to i'm striving to have every uh piece of enjoyment i can in this world but i understand that comes by giving that comes by loving that comes by serving that comes by making myself emotionally vulnerable it comes by sitting up saying i'm willing to put my my skin in the game and i know that it's possible that i could end up getting hurt but i can't live hiding behind a cloak of perceived comfort that only serves to diminish who i am as a purpose as a person and hide me from my purpose we have work to do but we need to be aware of the reality that's floating around now ladies if a man is of a if it's a man if it's a if a man is unable to emotionally attach himself to you, he can never be anchored in what you're trying to create. Men, if a woman has become so emotionally isolated that everything is centered solely around her, she can't be the spiritual womb you need to advance the vision you have for the both of you to build, to grow to become what you are not. And let me tell you something, people. There's a pain and a level of frustration at times that comes with becoming. It's not this little smooth little thing you hit it. Once you're there, oh, it's great. It's it's a turning and a pulling and applying uh, 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 of who you are. And when you're with someone else, who the both of you are, and at times it's going to be uncomfortable. At times it may even be a little painful, but you got to look in the heart of a person and say, can I see their love and respect for me? And if you can see their love and respect for you, you got to understand that you're building something and it takes time. It's, it's, it's not this magical thing that happens. You know, when the person that sent this to me asked me to talk on it, uh, I, I really do believe that they believed that I was going to do what I always do. And that is look at both sides. Uh, I don't think that they probably thought I was going to go. I think they were looking for a response in, in writing and little, but I thought, man, this is real. This is real. Uh, it's floating around. And I wanted to give both sides. I want to give both sides uh, because while I could have easily shape this into ladies, these cats over here, and this is what they're doing. And probably got a whole lot of likes and a whole bunch of other things because women tend to expand more when you're 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 pointing out what's going on from their perspective. Um but 
it's not just about one side. It's about both of us. And we're both losing. Nobody's winning here. If we're divided, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm done. If we're divided, no one's winning. Not within, not from the black, the black collective, not from the black enclave, not from us. We're not winning. Now, those who benefit from our dysfunction, they're winning. Those who benefit from our inability to move collectively in one direction to, to, to generate power and momentum, they're winning. We're not. No matter who thinks they're winning the argument, who is making the greatest claims and accusations and complaints at the end of the day, you're probably right. You, there's probably a guy, a bunch of guys out there doing that. There's probably a woman and a bunch of women out there doing that. At the end of the day, you still lose. Why? Because nobody's healing. Nobody's challenging themselves to rise above it. Nobody's challenging themselves to be the catalyst for change. Everybody's just sitting up wanting to point the finger at the other person. I refuse to sit around and point a finger of blame. I refuse to sit around and blame everything that's going on in my life on anybody. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at my life and say, what do I have left in me? What do I have in front of me? How, how much do I have to give to be a catalyst of change, a catalyst of healing, a catalyst of empowerment? That's where my focus is going. I choose love. And so that's the thing that's going to determine where we are. Can we love ourselves? Can we love one another? And if the answer is yes, there's absolutely nothing they can do to stop us. If the answer is no, they're, gonna, they're not going to have to do very much to stop us. We're going to stop ourselves. On that note, look, I'm going to get ready to get out of here for those who stopped by. Thank you for stopping by. I love to have your comments. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, subscribe. Uh, and for those of you who believe of the work that we are doing in the community to help heal, to help grow, to help empower, uh, go to the description box or the post box, depending on where you watch this, click that link and show some love and support. Uh, or if you're one of those who prefer to give by way of cash up, do that. The cash app uh, account handle for our organization is in the description box. But once again, uh, I believe in black love. I always will. I believe it's one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful force on the planet. And we are going to have to rediscover it if we ever really truly expect to live life at the level of our design. And that's my challenge to all of you guys. So I really truly uh, wish everybody the best. So on that note, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable day. Uh, hello, Carlisle. I meant to speak earlier. Thank you for dropping in. Thanks for the prayers. Uh, and love, you guys have an unbelievable.